This is the High School Football America podcast for March 20th, 2020. I'm Jeff Fisher. The High School Football America podcast is brought to you by GameStrat, America's premier sideline instant replay system with outstanding customer service and reliability and different plans priced right for every coach's budget. To get a demo, go to GameStrat.com or click on the GameStrat banner ad located on every page of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Well, we continue our journey around America. On Monday, we went to Twitter and uh, gave coaches the opportunity, as we do uh, several times throughout the year, to uh, retweet a tweet. And if they do that, they get to come on the uh, High School Football America podcast and uh, promote their their kids, their coaches, their uh, their school program, and and of course the community as a result. And today we're heading to Arkansas. So this has been a good jumping around the country. We're let's see, Northern California this week so far, Cincinnati, Western PA, and uh, now we're going to Arkansas, Batesville. We're going to talk a little uh, Southside Southerners football with Kenny Simpson, the head coach there. Uh, Coach has done a a wonderful job of turning around the program, and he's going to probably talk about that right up at the top, where uh, not uh, not a lot of wins when he went there. As a matter of fact, they're on a losing streak, and he turned things around, so we're going to talk about that. Plus, he's also written a book called Find a Way, What I Wish I'd known when I became a head football coach, and boy, a lot of people can use that advice. You know, trial and error, and sometimes you hit a hiccup. But anyway, Kenny Simpson is on the line, and he's here to talk a a little football there in Arkansas and a little bit about his book. Uh, Happy to have you on the show. Welcome to the show, Coach. Uh, I appreciate you having me, and I really appreciate what you're doing to promote kids across the country and, and promote football. I really love doing what I do, so thank you for saying so. And, you know, as I've been doing throughout the week here, as we jump around the country to, to the various communities, be, before we put on the coaching hat there or your author's uh, cap, we're going to have you put on the Chamber of Commerce hat and talk a little bit about the community there, a uh, little little snapshot of it, and then dive that into, you know, what the uh, what the football program does and how football works into the fabric of the community there in, in, in Batesville. Sure. Uh, well, before I became the coach here at Southside, I would not have been able to pick it out on a map. And so it was a kind of a leap of faith for my wife and I to, to come back to Arkansas. We had graduated from Harding University back back in the day. I won't say how long ago, so I don't know how old I am. But we uh, came back to Arkansas to an area, Southside, which is real close to Batesville, Arkansas, right across the river, actually. And didn't know what we were getting. My, my plan had been here, be here a couple of years and, and maybe move on and and now we've kind of grown roots, and we love this area. We've been here about nine years. Uh, we we are actually the newest official city in the state of Arkansas. We just incorporated. Oh, wow! <laughs> right about yeah, about two or three years ago, which is ironic because we're right across the river from one of the oldest cities in Batesville, which is in Arkansas, which is Batesville, Arkansas. So, a little bit of history there. And, uh, the town, kind of all around Batesville Southside area, is about twenty twenty five thousand people. So it's a nice rural community and um you find out a lot about the school in times like we're going through now um you know and we've food drop-offs have been happening regularly and uh just the personal relationships and i'm a true believer that you you work for people not for places and the administration at our school is phenomenal uh mr rich is our superintendent and uh, i think he's got a true heart uh for the kids and so everything we do centers around that and so uh, that's one of the reasons I fell in love with being here. It's it really fits with what I want to do, and and I think our school is more than a school. I think as most people are probably finding out right now, that their kids are not at school. Schools do a lot more than just teach sports or teach math or teach stuff like that. And I think Southside is at the top of that list as far as teaching character 
as far as, you know, loving kids and, and trying to help them get from wherever they want to go or wherever they are to where they want to go. And, you know, I could talk on and on about our school. I think Southside is, is, is we're now a charter school. So we have kids that graduate and they go out and they're a welder immediately. You know, we have kids that graduate and they're a junior in college. And so it's just a wonderful place. We give kids all these opportunities and, and it's great people. Kenny Simpson on the line talking uh, Southside High School football in Arkansas. He's also just written a book called Find a Way, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, you said uh, you, you came to Arkansas there, came back to Arkansas. Before that, I know you were a, a head coach in Alabama, and as I mentioned, the uh, the program was uh, on some tough times there. Uh, not a lot of a lot of victories, and I guess let's go dial it back to that time nine years ago. You know, what were some of the things that you saw, and you said, okay, we got to address it this way, and this is how I put my thumbprint on this program. Right. Well, uh, we had only had football when I took the job here for five years. So we played varsity football and probably one, probably the toughest conference in 4A when I moved in back in, in 2011. And so a lot of that was just simple. They were just struggling with general concepts of football. You had a lot of kids that had never played. Uh, their dad had never played. And so you didn't have the, the back, the kind of that background in football. And so a lot of great kids with a lot of great effort. Uh, what amazed me was the effort. You know, when I came in in 2011, they had lost for two and a half years in a row. And so I kind of expected to see kids that would quit and not, uh, just didn't have the heart or I just, I didn't understand what I was walking into. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really I found out that these kids, you know, if you stick through something when you haven't won a game for your entire high school career, to me, that shows phenomenal character. So I was walking into kids that already had the work ethic and the desire to be good. Uh, they just needed kind of the little extra nudge uh, and, and being able to bring a little bit of experience uh, from Alabama. I coached there for uh, eight years and I've been a head coach for a little bit and then be able to bring some energy in, uh, being able to address a couple issues we had with uh, facilities. You know, we had it was basically a total rebuild as far as facilities were. And so going out to the community and showing these kids, Hey, I believe that you guys are giving me the most effort you can. And so I'm going to go out and raise money to make sure we're giving you the best we can. And again, we had great support from our community and great support from our administration. And so uh, the change from where we were then to where we are now is drastic. You know, now when I got there, we had, probably not enough bleachers. Uh, we're playing on a grass field. Weight room was a kind of a, a, probably going to be a condemned building. Uh, so a lot of, a lot of great kids. We just needed to give them the tools to be successful. And uh, now we play on a turf field, a video board, a brand new press box and working on a uh, new weight room. Uh, so we've just been able to upgrade facilities because the community has supported us. We've, poured over a million dollars into our facilities that's come from our community so it talks about how wonderful you've got that support um and then the kids have bought into that now and it's been a process you know i'm not a big fan of hearing people use the word culture until you've been at a place for four or five or six years because Mm -hmm. that's when you start to really see if you're really building culture or if you're just simply turning wins because I, I, I view a football program as a whole lot more than just winning games, you know, and our kids have started to recognize that and, and round that corner. And since I've taken the job, we've never once mentioned the goal of how many games we want to win. We don't talk about that stuff. We just talk about how can we be the best we are today 
you know, what can we do to improve uh, in the classroom or off the field or where do you want to go and how can we get there? Because like everyone, I've got a lot of awesome young men that pour into me their time when they don't have to be out there. Mm-hmm. And so I want to help them achieve their goals. And, and we've got great kids and a great staff here. And all I am basically is the mouthpiece for it. You know, and these guys do all the work and it's been an awesome experience. Talking a little Arkansas high school football on the podcast today with uh, head coach Kenny Simpson at Southside High School. And and coach, one of the things, and, and maybe you're going to have this in your book when we talk a little bit about your book, but um, one of the keys, obviously, especially when you said you had, you know, the, the obvious things, right? The student athletes weren't really, you know, maybe the, in a football mindset, if you will. The, the biggest part then as a head coach is to go out and find that staff to start building that culture maybe that's going to happen five or six years down the road. So tell me a little bit and, and, and share with some of the coaches around the country, you know, what you look at when you put together a staff, where there's certain things that or certain things that ring true with you, where you say, that's the type of guy that can help me do what it is I have to do as an HC. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I was blessed to actually inherit a couple great guys. Uh, the guy who started the program, John Johnston, is still here. So it's a guy who went through five years of something I could never imagine. And now he's my junior high coach because he, I, I looked at him and said, all right, my qualities I want in a coach are, are somebody who's going to pour into kids. who has got high character, you know, who's going to work their tail off. And, and I, I didn't, I don't care about football X and O wise. I'm looking at coaches. I feel like I can teach them that if they have these other qualities, he fit that bill. And so he's still with me and it's been an awesome experience. You know, it's something I never really knew how that would, would work out, but it's been great. I, I've got Brian Reardon as my defensive coordinator. He, uh, the guy got into coaching late in life, you know, a guy that was in the workforce and decided, Hey, I really am willing to give up money because I want to be around kids. Well, that's the kind of guy I want, mm-hmm. you know, the guy who's going to give up money to, to do something he's passionate about. Okay, I got Jason Weaver who's been at the school since it started, I think. And, uh, just a guy that cares about kids. He's, literally taken four or five kids and adopted them. I mean, how much more can you pour into kids, you know? So those are the kind of guys I'm looking for. And I've got several younger guys on my staff I've been able to hire. But what I look for in a coach is, do you care about these kids? Uh, are you going to give them a great example in your home life? Not just anybody can give a great interview answer, you know, and talk about it, but is your money where your mouth is? You know, do you really, will you put in the time when you don't have to put the time in to make sure our kids are taken care of, you know, and, and we can teach football, but really we're teaching character building and we're teaching life lessons. We're just simply using football as a tool. And so that's what I look for. When I look for coaches and, and I've been blessed to have some awesome guys that have come through me and now they're head coaches. And that's been really cool to see, I guess, as you get older, you know, I've seen former players become coaches and now I've seen former coaches become head coaches. And, you know, it's, it's been really neat to watch the impact that just a little bit of time with a kid or a younger coach can have. And one of the things that I love about high school sports, I'm sure you do too, you touched on it a little bit, the the, the kids that come through the program and then come back and give back, uh, that's really, really, really important to me. And I think it's what makes high school football so unique across the country and high school sports in general. But my, my question is this, as a coach, a guy that's been around, like you said, you know, I'm old too, I'm 59 years old, so we've seen a thing or two. When, when you get these young men who, you know, may have been really good athletes within the program or just guys that can come back, what's the biggest thing you have to teach them when turning them from you know that that young man that used to be coached into a young man that now has to coach young men does that make sense 
Yeah, when you're getting you're basically a younger coach. I've got an awesome guy, uh, first-year guy right out of college, you know, so you get these guys that play college ball, and I've got several of them now that are – I call, it's funny because when I became a head coach, I was 27, and so I was the young guy as a head coach. Well, now I'm the old guy on the staff pretty much. I've got one guy older than me, and most of them are all younger. So I deal a lot with that, you know, with guys that are coming out of college, and now they're going to be put in charge of kids. And the first thing that they've got to learn – is that everyone is different. You know, each of these kids comes from a unique background, and our job as a coach is to find what makes them tick and find what their needs are before they're going to listen to you talk about a down block or, you know, a tee drop on your back pedal or whatever you're wanting to teach them. They need to know that you know how they tick, how they operate, how they learn, and what they're coming from. You know, one of the most humbling experiences to me ever was I just ripped into some kid about not paying attention and whatever, whatever, whatever. As we're walking off the field, one of my assistants pulled me aside and said, you know that his parents literally are getting divorced like today. And I said, no, I did not. And so that's the kind of thing that humbled me. And I want to teach these young coaches, hey, you need to know all of this stuff before you're about to go off on some kid that, hey, you've done your job first. And, and that's, I had to learn that the hard way and been humbled several times by it. So that's one thing I try to impose, kind of impart to these younger guys is know these kids and know where they come from. And, uh, you know, I, I want to win games more than anybody. You know, I, I'm passionate, I'm competitive. But if that's all we're teaching these kids is how to win a football game, we're failing them. You know, we're not doing what they need. And so that's one of the things I try to work with our young guys on. And, and a lot of these guys that coach football, like me, we're competitive guys. We're a little bit kind of, overjuiced I guess you can say when we when we first get into it real real passionate and you don't want to lose that fire but you just don't want to have it be misplaced you know and and misplacing it is to put it completely in just the game of football Kenny Simpson on the line the uh, head coach at Southside High School in Arkansas some great advice there uh, he's also written a book uh, kind of blending between uh, the book and uh, and the the program there that he's uh, been manning for the last uh, almost a decade now the book is called Find a Way What I Wish I'd Known When I Became a Head Football Coach so let's take you back into the program coach and like you said a lot of L's there there was uh, there were some things that you had to fix Remember that first game when the kids that had been around, all those kids that you said had character that stuck through the losses? Do you remember what that was like through their eyes when they got that first W? Yeah, I can't. I, I'll never forget that. I've got a lot of games that we've won, and we actually, as coaches, we're bored, and so we'll start ranking, you know, biggest win and all that. And that's always near the top for me in my career was uh, watching kids and parents and administrators and teachers get emotional. You know, it's, that's what our game is about, uh, to watch these kids have poured that kind of effort. And I was only there for part of it, but to watch them pour that kind of effort. And my first game here as head coach, we won 32-8. Uh, to eight, And I'm mad because we turned the ball over four times. I'm getting ready, to, getting ready to go through all of those things. And I turn around and the perspective changed when I saw parents cry and kids cry. And, and I got emotional. And it just was a, it's something I'll never forget. You know, and now we've had big wins. And, you know, when you take over a program that's young, everything you do is a first, first time to make the playoffs, first time to win the conference. And all of those are awesome. You know, those are some great memories for me. But that that first one was special just because these kids started to realize I can do this. And when you can see that come on in the kids' eyes, you know that you're making a difference in them. 
Yeah, and I'd, I'd love to hear us, because you probably know some of the names of those kids. Who were some of those kids that probably, when we tweet this out, we'll be able to, to listen to it and hear their name? Do you remember some of the leaders on that uh, that first W team? Oh, yeah. Uh, we've got several. Colby Sutton was a guy that uh, came on for us, had 20 touchdowns that year, and, and really kind of took the team on his back in a lot of games. You had Blaine French, uh, Trenton Tosh. You had Storm Ingram was over there. Um, we had... I'll forget somebody, Dustin Hurst, Levi Henderson. These are guys that, and there's more. I'm going to leave somebody out I know, but guys that just were part of the program. And we still talk about this with our kids today. We have a, what we call a legacy locker in our locker room. So guys that graduate and finish, finish their career with us, they'll sign the locker. And we keep it in there, and we'll bring this up from time to time with these guys of saying, we're having a lot of success right now, but do not forget where we came from. You know, don't forget the guys that laid the foundation so that you could be where you are. You know, these guys were dressing in a, you know, a tiny locker room and they were over there lifting weights with, you know, ceiling falling on them and all kinds of stuff. And look where we are now. Well, these guys and, and our administrators and our, you know, our school, and our community have put you here. Don't, don't be ungrateful for what you've got. And so we look back a lot and talk about those guys. And then, I'm an open door on homecoming. I would love to see 500 guys on our sideline with our players. You know, I want them mm-hmm. to know that once you graduate from here, it doesn't end. You come back if you've got problems and we'll help you. You know, you come back if you want to share a great victory story and we want to hear it. And so it's something that we want to – that's culture to me. That's what culture is, is when now we talk about how you're an example for the next group. You know, the group I've got now – we take them down the elementary and say, you're the, you're the example for that group. And when you actually are around somewhere long enough to see that happen, it'll change your perspective. Kenny Simpson on the line, Southside High School in Arkansas. Uh, Coach, talk about um, maybe some of the successes that you've had since that, that, that first victory there. You mentioned that things are not uh, like they were then. Uh, to give the, the listeners around the nation a little bit of an idea of what you guys have been able to accomplish in those nine years. Sure. Uh, the last four years, for the first time ever, we made the playoffs, and then now we just—I guess—we think that's a cool thing to do, so we keep doing that. Uh, we won—we won the conference two of the last three years, uh, and so which—which which would have been unheard of when I took—I took the job with a lot of people telling me not to take it because it would never happen, and and I'm—that kind of has always driven me. I, I, I operate better when I'm doubted, and I think our kids do too, and so now uh, we won the conference last season. Um, uh, we've had several firsts that have kind of gone throughout here. And, you know, coaching is a weird profession where um, when I've got awesome kids, people think I'm pretty smart. Uh, but really all we're trying to do is build the character of these guys. And so uh, we've had, we've, I think we've, last four years we've been in the playoffs and, and last season won the conference. It was a neat little deal with our guys. And we're starting, you know, like I mentioned earlier, anytime you have a newer program, everything's a first. Mm-hmm. So anytime we, we beat a team. It's the first time we beat that team or the first time we beat this team. And we're starting to get now to the point where I think our kids' expectation level is starting to rise, which is what we want. So now we're looking at, okay, let's, we want to compete now at the state level. And we're starting to see that in our school. Uh, we won the state weightlifting championship last season. And so we're starting to kind of get the belief of, okay, let's kind of make the bar move up a little bit. And it's been, it's been really neat to see our kids do that. 
talking with Kenny Simpson, Southside's head coach in Arkansas. And uh, coach, let's get into uh, to some of the kids. Uh, it's a strange situation right now around the country with the coronavirus. Obviously, uh, you guys aren't able to get into the, the weight room and all that. But let's uh, kind of blend uh, 19 and 20 together. Who were some of the kids that uh, helped you guys last year get some of those first? And, and who are some of the kids coming back that you're looking for leadership from, whether it's in the, in the weight room, in the locker room, on the field, that sort of thing? Uh, well, last year we were blessed to have 18 seniors that had stuck with us, and most of those guys had played all the way through. And so um, Alex Palmer was probably our bell cow running back. He was an all-state player for us, a uh, really good ball player, and, and became a great leader, uh, more so than just being a good ball player. was was a good leader for us. Um, I think he had 20 touchdowns rushing, so obviously he was getting to the goal line. He was not going to be denied. In our offensive line, we had several seniors. We had Cameron Morris, uh, Nathan Williams. We had Evan St. Clair. Uh, we had Alex Fike. So those four seniors that, that did a great job for us. We ran the ball for over 350 yards a game, and they were a huge reason why. Uh, we had Larkin Jones, who also ran the ball well for us and played some defense. Braden Jones, our quarterback. Not many people have a quarterback that the year before played tight end. <laughs> and so, or, or he played defensive line as a sophomore. And so big, thick kid who I loved watching him grow into that role. Quarterback's a high pressure role. And he did a phenomenal job for us there. And Kylan Duggar played uh, cornerback for us, did a good job for us. We also had Peyton Walls, really good defensive player for us. Zach Howell uh, led us in tackles, had a really good year for us. Um, I'm gonna, I know I'm going to leave a senior out, but we had a great senior class in general of guys that stepped up and were doubted. You know, that group won two games in seventh grade and won three games in junior high. And then in senior, as seniors, they won the conference. And so it just showed the growth through our program with those guys. And next year, we're really excited. We'll be pretty young. We only have a senior class of about eight. And so we'll be led by a lot of underclassmen, but we do have a returning All-State guard and Seth Wojcik who, I think he's one of the more high-character kids I've ever coached, and I'm excited about him. We have about four or five kids that were injured for the year, so they didn't get to play football last year, and they get to come back this year. So we're excited about them. Uh, I, I feel like we'll, you know, if our young guys grow up, we've got a lot of sophomores coming coming up. If they'll kind of grow up with us and, uh, and, and do a good job, I think we'll have a chance to be pretty good. Uh, we'll take a, uh, several kids in move positions, so Landon Haas, uh, who played safety for us and corners and all conference players going to move the quarterback. So obviously that'll be an adjustment. We're excited about him. Bring back Brendan Frazier as a running back. Uh, bring back a lot of our linemen, uh, Caveman Majors, Cole Weaver. Uh, we're excited about a couple guys uh, that are younger going to come back. We had a guy win the state championship in wrestling as a sophomore. He'll be a junior for us at tight end and, and Alex Cooper and excited about what he can do. Uh, you know, defensively, I think we've got several good players coming back for us. Uh, we're excited about next year, but we know it's going to be a challenge. You know, and, and, and these guys have always tended to what people consider overachieve. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think a lot of that's due to their character and, and their effort. 
<laughs> Fucking Southside Southerners high school football out of Arkansas. Uh, head coach Kenny Simpson on the line. And coach, I mentioned the coronavirus. You talked about some some things that got to be overcome. That's one of them this year as uh, all coaches and their players have been uh, separated and have to do things a little bit differently now. So uh, I've been asking all the coaches this week, uh, what, are you, what are you doing differently? You know, got a lot of answers about, you know, you can do stuff online now in various ways. Are you guys doing anything different to, to keep things moving forward and, and, and realizing yeah, it's a serious situation? but we'll come out of this and, and at some point there's going to be some football to be played yeah I, I think there's everyone's in unique times and I think that the group that adapts the best or adjusts the best to hard circumstances just like in football I mean it's life it's that's the life lesson the one that can able to adjust and adapt and is going to be successful and so we're working a few different things with our kids I, I sent out a text last night to each kid individually I'm trying to make sure that we're staying in touch because right? I think the one-on-one relationship is the most important thing. And so I want them to know I'm, you know, I'm here for them. And so we'll talk about lifting weights and we'll, or, or how we're going to adjust that. Cause obviously you can't go in and lift. So mm-hmm. we'll talk about that. And I've, obviously that's something that needs to be done because it's part of helping you be successful, but I'm much more concerned with, okay, are we okay? You know, we've got a lot of kids in our area that, that we need to make sure they're getting fed. You know, we need to make sure that they are, uh, being taken care of their basic needs. And so that's the first thing we're going to try to make sure we do with our kids. Uh, and then from there, uh, we'll we'll progress up to, hey, are we doing our work? Are we getting our work done? Are we advancing and making ourselves better? Uh, and then we'll talk about football from there. So we're looking at a couple of different platforms, uh, possibly Google Classroom. We have a Facebook page. Uh, but I really feel the best way to do it is through one-on-one. I, I think that that's the way you're going to, reach them deeper and more meaningful and so that's what we'll try to do uh the internet is awesome uh social media is a great tool uh, but i still think that one-on-one connection is is uh, it can't be beat yeah and before we switch over to the book here i had one other question for you it's been a, a long time since we had a, a coach on from arkansas bryant finishing in our top 25 last year a lot of people know about the nice. upper end there with uh Let's see, we got North Little Rock, Bentonville, those those types of programs. I've got to have you put on your kind of your ambassador hat for for the state of Arkansas. Now, how would you describe uh, football in the state of Arkansas right now? High school football style, of course. Well, I'll have a unique perspective. You know, I was able to play football in several different states. I played in Arizona. I played a little bit younger in Florida. Uh, I coached in Alabama, and I've coached in Arkansas, and I've been around. So I've been around lots of different states. And, mm-hmm. uh, Arkansas football, I believe, coaching-wise especially, you're starting to see these guys. Now, Gus Malzahn, obviously, is the poster child for it. and you got Eli Drinkowitz now. You're starting to see uh, some of these guys are sharp. You know, I, I, I thought when I came from Alabama, which is a very good state as well in football, to Arkansas that I'd be able to just outmaneuver guys. And I've been super impressed with the intelligence of the level of coaching I'm seeing week in, week out. I mean, these guys are, are driven uh, they do a great job. There's a lot of creativity that you're seeing now at the national stage. Um, you're seeing guys that are inventive. Uh, you got Kevin Kelly, who I think he didn't bother to kick off ever or punt. You know, so you got guys that are like that. You got one of my friends, Mark Kelly at Cersei, who uh, won a state championship, who's you know kind of one of the gurus of the RPO world. You've got you mentioned those other schools that are that are super talented, but they're also well coached. And I think that was the the biggest um, impression I got was how great the coaching is, even at the smaller levels on up. You know, Gus Malzahn got to start here at a two-way school and worked up. 
And so you're seeing guys, uh, Drinkowitz was a high school assistant here and worked his way up. And so you're starting to see that the nation's recognizing there's some sharp coaches. I don't know if I'm in that group. I'm not there. You've got an upper <laughs> echelon of guys that are super impressive, even in our own conference. Uh, there's guys, I think uh, Drake Widener over at Riverview does a good job, and Tommy Shoemaker, who's won some state championships, does a good job. Uh, these guys are just extremely impressive guys. And, and, of course, the kids are, I think, underrated as well. I think we've got some really good ball players that have come out of Arkansas that have gone on to do great things. And, uh, you know, I, it's just been impressive. I, I, I could go on and on about uh, how much I didn't know what I was walking into, and then I've been very impressed with the level of coaching. A great description there. Now time to put on your author hat. Uh, Kenny Simpson on the line, uh, Southside High School. He's written a book called uh, Find a Way, What I Wish I'd Known When I Became a Head Football Coach. Uh, I think that title says it all, but uh, what got you all so fired up to, to put, well, I was going to say pen to paper, but both you and I know that us old folks don't do that anymore. you got to use a, <laughs> no. use a computer. But anyway, what, what got you uh, all, all ready to go and write a book? Well, I started writing the book back uh, several years ago when I was, you know, when I first got started in coaching, I had some instant success, which is probably the worst thing that can happen to a young coach. And, you know, I was able to, I was Montgomery coach of the year. And I thought, man, I've, I've arrived. I'm 29 and I know what's going on. And so I started writing a book that was going to be about, you know, basically how to do things like a how-to manual. And then I got a nice dose of humility as I had to work my way up. And so the book changed, you know, from, Here's what you need to do to here's a whole lot of things that I've done and maybe you can avoid. And so I basically wrote the book like I was writing to myself when I was 27 of, hey, man, I wish you had known this stuff. And so I walked through, you know, pretty much how to get a job, stuff I wish I had known. And once you have the job, what to do. Here's all this other stuff nobody told you about when you became a head coach. And it goes chapter by chapter. And, and that's a I think it's a, a good guide to young coaches getting into it or maybe a refresher, but really I wrote it as you know, these are some things that I've done. I've got a whole chapter called mistakes I've made, you know, and, and uh, maybe I can help somebody avoid some of the pitfalls that I had. Yeah. And you gave one earlier about the, the young man whose parents were getting divorced. I, I was just going to say, what, what, what are a couple of the nuggets for coaches out there where you're like, yeah, if I had only known what, what, what are your big, biggest two or three, maybe. Sure. Uh, well, one of the chapters I talk about uh, figuring out how to delegate. I was a micromanager and worked myself into the ground and, and didn't recognize the talent of the people around me. And so I have a chapter on there of how to recognize the talents of your staff and use those, you know, to help you and help them. Kind of a mutual beneficial deal. I put one in there on fundraising. We've done a really good job here fundraising. And so I give a couple nuggets in there that would help anybody, um, you know, and, and I think I've got one in there on, uh, learning how to kind of brand yourself or how to talk about, you know, how to make your program be what you want it to be through the use of social media or other means. Good, good stuff there. What are you still working on on yourself? Anything? Yeah, I, I just put my first course on Coach Tube, and so that's out now. Uh, it actually walks through the book, and I've actually written my second book. It's it's pretty much done. I, my wife has got to go through, and, you know, I'm a football coach. There's gazillion edits she's got to make in there so <laughs> she's going through and kind of making me look smarter than i really am and so that'll be coming out later and uh i've been blessed to once that came out have a chance to speak at some clinics and and so i've, I've been now i'm doing online clinics because we're, we're all kind of stuck at home so trying to do 
as many resources as I can for these coaches that are I've been super impressed with this young generation of coaches. Their thirst for knowledge, uh, they're just looking for knowledge. And so, if I can facilitate by bringing on some speakers and letting them talk to them, that's what I'm trying to do. Kenny Simpson on the line, uh, Southside High School in Arkansas. Uh, maybe a good segue into technology. Then, uh, young guys seem to get it quicker than us older guys. Where do you stand on technology? Are you still the the old school guy, or are you coming around to the fact that there's there's you know more things than pen and paper at this point? There's computers yeah. and other stuff. Well, I'm I'm a huge fan of technology. <laughs> I'm just not so good at using it. And there you so go. I'm trying to figure out. You know, I, I, we've got a, a guy on our staff, Derek Smith, who's, who's a phenomenal young guy. And watching how he uses social media to benefit our program has been awesome. So I started, okay, let's see if we can we can do something with this. And so now I'm trying to look at video conferencing of how can I use this to help our players and how can I use this now? We've got younger coaches that they read my book and they want to reach out and ask some questions. Well, how can I how can I make this work? Cause obviously there's only so many hours in a day. So how can I create some maybe content that can help them? And so there's so many options available with technology. Uh, older guys like me have a hard time sometimes figuring out the best use of it, mm-hmm. but I definitely think that's changed the game. I mean, you think about even in game adjustments now in Arkansas, I can have an iPad and watch the play right after and make adjustments then. So uh, if you can use technology for your benefit, I think that you're you're if you're not doing that, you're missing the boat. Yeah, well, uh, as as people that follow high school football America know, we just uh, struck up a, a partnership with GameStrat, a great instant replay on the sidelines. What a difference that makes! Uh, take yeah, fifty nine years, yeah, fifty nine years old. But I could only have dreamed about that back in nineteen seventy eight. Uh, could have used it a lot, uh, Coach uh, Kenny Simpson on the line. The the book is out there. It's called Find a Way: What I Wish I'd Known When I Became a Head Football Coach. Uh, how can people get the book? coach uh well they can get it through my website if they're digital you know these younger guys tend to like just downloading it instantly so they can go to my website it's fbcoachsimpson.com it's also available on a couple other websites but uh if you want to get the printed copy it'll be through amazon and just you can just kind of look it up and it'll it'll pop up for them and uh you know i appreciate you having me on and you know hopefully it can maybe help a couple guys and and uh, maybe avoid some of the things that i've done yeah, well, like we were joking before we rolled some tape here, uh, the, the great thing about the profession is, right, you, it's one of the few professions where we'll, we'll joke with the word steal and then we'll use borrow or reconstitute. It's the great thing about the sport and everybody's out there trying to help everybody else. And that's what makes high school football coaches so unique and special, I believe. So I really appreciate you joining us on the show. Best of luck with the sales of the book. And when we finally get back to the, the, the gridiron, good luck this uh, year with the Southside Southerners. Southerners, thanks for joining us tonight. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me on, and again, thank you for what you're doing to grow our sport. Don't forget to keep up with your high school football news from around the nation by going to highschoolfootballamerica.com several times a day as we update things very regularly. The High School Football America podcast is brought to you by GameStrat, America's premier sideline instant replay system with outstanding reliability and customer service and different plans priced right for every coach's budget. To get a demo, go to GameStrat.com or click on the GameStrat banner ad located on every page of highschoolfootballamerica.com. This is the High School Football America podcast, and I'm Jeff Fisher.